Now, everyone knows that real success with memberships comes from retaining the members that you attract. However, how much of a priority are you making member retention and are you making some of the most common and most fatal member retention mistakes? We're going to dive in in just a sec. You're listening to the Membership Guys podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now, here's your host, Mike Morrison. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 298 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison, one half of the Membership Guys, and I want to thank you so much for spending part of your day with me today. I truly appreciate you listening to the show and continuing to support this podcast. Now, if you've just discovered the Membership Guys podcast, first of all, welcome. What took you so long? Uh, Make sure that you hit the subscribe button in your podcast app to ensure that just like Aerosmith, you do not want to miss a thing. That didn't quite work, but I'm sticking with it anyway. Today, we're talking all about retention, the most important element of a successful membership strategy. The last thing you want in your membership is to have a leaky bucket not just because it sounds terrible with my accent when I say licky bucket. It's almost like that phrase was designed to sound bad in the Geordie accent, but also because you're going to be spending all of your time, your effort and your resources on bringing new members in, on trying to fill the bucket, but it'll never be full because it's just leaking members left, right and center. You cannot grow a successful membership if you do a poor job of hanging on to the members that you attract. However, despite this, they are still Plenty of membership owners out there who make the fatal mistake of overlooking the importance of member retention. That is the most common or one of the most common membership retention mistakes, overlooking or underestimating the importance of retention. Retention is as important, if not more. Hold on, I'm going to revise that. I usually say as important, if not more, than member acquisition. I've been saying that for years, but I'm just going to outright say member retention is more important than member acquisition. You're not selling a one-off product. Your business can't survive if people come along, they pay you for their first month, but then they leave. You're not going to survive on those one-off payments. You're not really going to tap in to the benefits of recurring revenue that so many people start a membership in order to be able to reap. So retention is more important than acquisition, not just for you to get that recurring revenue, but also when you've got members in your site When they're engaging, when they're using your membership, they're getting results, they're making progress, they're forming connections. That is essentially fuel for continued growth in your membership. It's something that we call the membership marketing flywheel, where your existing members become a key part of your strategy for attracting new members. Because you keep people in your membership, you make them happy, you blow them away, you wow them, you get them results. They'll spread the word. They'll become affiliates. They'll become advocates. They will share 
feedback with you that you can then turn into marketing assets, testimonials, case studies that will help you to bring new people in. So actually retention is part of your acquisition strategy. So overlooking the importance of member retention is an absolute critical, fatal mistake. It's one of the most common membership retention mistakes, underestimating just how important it is to take care of what happens after the sale. So if you're spending all of your time being distracted by trying to figure out the best way of getting new members, the best strategy for Facebook ads, optimizing the perfect funnel to increase your conversions, just stop for a second and evaluate how much of your time, your effort, your resources are going in to member retention, going in to what happens after the sale, to what's going on inside your membership and to leveraging the member base that you have. Happy members are your best marketing asset. And so member experience, serving your members, getting them results will not only help you to retain them, and the longer you retain them, the longer they stick around, the longer you, they're paying you for, the bigger your member base gets, the more money you make. But also, it's going to really fuel your marketing and your sales effort on the front end too. So, mistake number one to avoid when it comes to member retention is overlooking its importance or just not giving any time or consideration to your retention strategy. Mistake number two is perhaps overdoing it on the retention side and taking completely the wrong approach to your efforts to hang on to your members. We see this a lot. People who are so scared of losing their members that they almost become a, a little punishing in their approach to retention. So they make the cancellation process really, really difficult or they make it so that somebody can't actually cancel their own subscription. They have to jump through all sorts of hoops. They have to get on a sales call or, you know, a cancellation call, which is actually a sales call in order to convince someone to allow them to leave the membership. So this is almost, it's almost an overcorrection for people who don't put any effort and don't put any thought into retention. But it's a, an approach that comes from fear. It's an approach that comes from a scarcity mindset of worrying that if you actually let people leave of their own accord, if you give them the power to just click a button and cancel their membership, then everyone is going to disappear. But if you think that that is true, if you think that you're putting your business at risk by giving your members the power to cancel their own subscription, then you've got a bigger problem. You've got bigger issues to address. If the only thing standing in the way between someone being a member and someone leaving is that you have hidden the cancellation button, then you've got bigger problems, my friend. So that is an absolute no-no for me, making the cancellation process difficult. I like to say that you should make the decision to cancel difficult, not the process. The decision to cancel should be difficult, not the process. If someone's thinking of cancelling, it really should be the last thing that they want to do because your membership is incredible, because they're getting great results, they've made great friends and connections within your community. 
but they still, they, they have to cancel. They're wrestling with this idea of leaving because time's been tight or maybe they're rethinking their finances. So that decision should be a tough one. It should be painful for them. It should be the last thing that they want to even contemplate. But if they have made that decision, then you shouldn't be trying to block the exit. You shouldn't be making them jump through hoops or trying to punish them for even contemplating possibly leaving your membership site. The process should be painless. Members should be able to cancel their subscription themselves anytime they want to without punishment, without you kind of saying, okay, well, you know, you paid for an annual membership, you're canceling at the 11 month mark, so I'm going to take away your access immediately. No, someone's paid for a full month and they cancel halfway through the month, honor what they paid for and let them go gracefully. If someone's paid for a year and they cancel at the 10 month mark, don't just pull the rug out from under them and banish them. They paid for 12 months, let them have 12 months. They're not canceling their access, they're canceling the subscription renewal. So all these kind of things that I'm kind of that I'm referencing there, these are things people do. These are things that people do to make the cancellation process difficult. But you know what that does? That burns your bridge with that person. And you might think that that's okay. Screw them. They're leaving. I don't care. I don't care if they go and tell people that my membership sucks, that, it, you know, they were enjoying it, but then it was a right palaver, a right hassle to leave. And so you would never join them again. What do I care? They, they're gone. I'm not getting their money anymore. Clearly, they didn't like me. Clearly, there was something wrong with me. So that's why they left. We put all of these assumptions around the act of cancelling and turn it into a negative when in some cases it might be a positive. Have you ever thought someone might leave your membership site because you did your job and you did your job well? You helped them to get the result that they joined for. You helped them to reach the destination they were striving towards. You helped them achieve the positive outcome, the win, the success that they joined your membership in order to pursue you've done your job that's a good thing right if someone's leaving because they, they're graduating essentially that's a good thing if someone graduates college or university or school that's a good thing right why have you got to turn it into a negative or what is often the case people who are cancelling aren't doing so out of any negative feeling towards the membership itself. They're doing so because there are temporary issues that they need to uh, prioritize. So right now, at the time of recording, and no doubt by the time this goes out too, we're still in the midst of lockdowns, pandemics, coronavirus. All this stuff changed people's priorities. It changed their budget, it changed what they were spending money on day to day, how much money they had available, how much time they have available. People with kids who are now not only having to homeschool, but also aren't able to arrange childcare as easily as they might be able to. So they're maybe not thinking about being a part of your piano playing membership because they don't have a spare minute in the day to even look at the piano. This sort of stuff happens. Temporary issues, temporary situations can lead to people cancelling their memberships. And in their mind, that cancellation is temporary too. Often people will leave your membership 
with the intention of coming back when things have changed. But if you make it difficult for them to leave, if you turn what is a positive cancellation into a negative cancellation, if you ruin the process, you burn your bridge, that person not only is never coming back, but they're not going to speak very highly of you to other people too. We talked about how happy members are your best marketing asset. Unhappy members, unhappy ex-members are the complete opposite. Why would you want to willingly create people who are rooting against you because you've put them through such a painful exit process? So second most common member retention mistake that you should absolutely avoid. Don't fall in the trap of getting in this mindset. Making the cancellation process difficult. There's a great quote from Robbie Kelman Baxter, author of Membership Economy, who said, your retention strategy needs to be more sophisticated than simply hiding the cancellation button. Your member retention strategy needs to be more sophisticated than simply hiding the cancellation button. That's a line that stuck with me since I first read that book and in conversations with Robbie since then. We've been fortunate to have Robbie on the podcast. That sums this up. Uh, in, in a nutshell, you've got to do more than just be difficult about people who want to leave your membership. So common mistake, member retention mistake number two, hiding the cancellation button, just don't do it. Common mistake number three is mistaking inertia for loyalty. So thinking that just because someone continues to subscribe and they don't make any sort of rumblings, they don't do anything that might suggest that they're unhappy, they aren't behaving in a way that suggests that maybe they're going to leave your membership soon, mistaking that for loyalty, for them being really happy and willing to stay subscribed for months and years to come. You know, there's that phrase, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And so often we think that the members we're most at risk of losing are the ones who email us to kind of say that they're not happy or the ones that are always asking questions. So they're asking, you know, do you have content on this? And you have to say, well, no. Okay, well, do you have a training on this? Uh, well, no. Okay, well, does anyone have anything to say about this? Well, no. So those kind of members where it feels like they're constantly highlighting the shortcomings of your membership, the things that you're not doing. Quite often we think that those kind of people, the complainers, the naggers, the squeaky wheels, that these are the ones that we have to pay the absolute most attention to because we need to meet their demands. We need to make them happy. Otherwise, we're going to lose them. It's not always a squeaky wheel that gets the grease. They might very well, and in fact, there likely is right now in your membership, people that you've not heard from, either since they joined or for a long time, or maybe people where if you're kind of digging into stats and doing an analysis on who you're at risk of losing, you know, people who maybe haven't logged in for a while or who haven't been consuming content, they might fall outside of that radar. They might be logging in once a week. They might be kind of consuming some content, checking out some new stuff, but they're not coming up in the community. They're not really making any sort of noise. They're going unnoticed. Quite often, you can mistake that for them being happy. They're happy just getting on with things. We have no reason to think that they're going to leave because, again, this comes to the negative mindset I talked about before where we associate cancellation with people being unhappy. We associate cancellation with negative sentiment towards the membership. However, 
Having no real feelings towards the membership, having no real sentiment, not being bothered either way, being completely ambivalent, that doesn't produce as much noise, but also can equally lead to people leaving your membership. Because as I said before, you want the decision to leave to be difficult, not the process. But if someone doesn't really care about your membership, they're not really invested one way or another, they've got no positive or negative thoughts, they are just there, and the only reason they're not left is they keep forgetting. <laughs> or, you know, maybe they don't even realise they're subscribed. Or they've not really had anything that's kind of prompted them to leave. Well, the decision to leave isn't going to be difficult for them. They're not going to have any strong pull one way or another. It's just a, a matter of when, not if. So if you mistake inertia for loyalty and you only pay attention to those squeaky wheels, you're not thinking about what you can do to engage people who maybe you haven't heard from for a while, to reach out to someone who perhaps a year ago was a regular fixture within your community, but it's been months since you last heard from them. You know, paying attention to stuff like that, not getting distracted by the very small percentage of your member base who can often dominate a lot of your time and worrying about catering towards them as opposed to your member base at large, in particular those people who might be more at risk of dropping off because they're just not engaging. They're just not connecting. They're just there. Those people are absolute risks for cancellation. And so they should be a big, big factor in your member retention strategy. Again, using systems like Intercom, for example, or you know, using something like WP Fusion, which has a, a login add-on in which you can actually flag and tag members in your CRM who you haven't seen for a certain amount of time or who have started a course but not finished a course. Making sure that you're paying attention to that and not just the noisy complainers, the people who you know are going to leave or thinking about leaving because they tell you outright they're going to leave. Don't take for granted that those people you don't hear from are happy, that they're just taking you along nicely and that as long as no one's complaining, you're doing a good job. Do not mistake inertia for loyalty. Common mistake number four is missing out on the vital feedback that you could be getting from people who actually do leave. So cancellations are always going to happen. I always say cancellations are par for the course when it comes to memberships. So regardless of what you do, what you try, at some point, people will leave. It's just the way it is. So you want to make sure that you are taking steps to gather feedback from the people who do leave. Not only is that going to help assuage any of that negative mentality that we talked about before that you associate with cancellations, it's going to show you that yeah, not everyone leaving is leaving because they hate me personally. It's not a personal slight. They're not angry. They're just going because money's tight now and it's going to be tight for a few months or because they've just taken a new job and so they just don't have time. But once it's settled, they'll come back. You're only going to know this stuff if you're collecting feedback. And if there is a problem with your membership, if you're not delivering on your promises, or maybe something you thought was obvious 
is actually pretty difficult to figure out or maybe the navigation is a little messed up or there's some outdated links or a whole myriad a whole plethora of potential little things that could be going on with your membership that could be affecting the member experience that you might not be aware of. personally you're only going to find this stuff out if you're asking people if as people are going through the cancellation process you outright ask them what is the main reason that you're leaving what could we be doing better why did you join those three questions at a minimum should be part of the cancellation process you should be doing some form of exit survey now it's possible to ask these questions to get this feedback without needing to make the cancellation process convoluted and complicated a simple questionnaire that's optional that is on your cancellation page and can collect this feedback not everyone will fill it in but the feedback you get will be gold dust it will be a gold mine of ideas of inspiration of tweaks that you could make to your messaging to make sure that you're setting expectations the right way maybe someone leaves because you really overdid it on the hype on your sales page and you promised something that was just unrealistic to deliver if they tell you that then you can tone it down and so you're less likely to get that kind of member joining who then is going to go on to be disappointed so that sort of data that information that feedback is absolutely vital ideally you want to get this feedback you want to do this sort of exit survey before someone makes that act of cancelling before they click that big button that says okay i'm done i'm out of here if you can do it beforehand then if you've got some smart setup, if you're using something like Gravity Forms, where you can actually send people to different pages based on choices they select within the cancellation survey, then you can actually make a last bid attempt to get them to stay. So if someone says, I'm leaving because I don't have the time, you can actually send them somewhere that gives them the option to pause their membership. So they put it on hold instead of cancelling it completely and as such it's just that little bit easier for them to restart that membership than it might be for them to rejoin the membership or maybe somebody says i'm leaving because the membership didn't meet my expectations you could send them off to a page on which you offer to jump on a quick 10 minute call on zoom at a time of their choosing in which they can basically tell you okay this is what i was expecting this is where you've fallen short and you can make your case perhaps uh the thing they were expecting is in your membership but the navigation sucks and they just weren't able to find it if it's a, a misunderstanding or cross wires or confusion then a quick five ten minute call can correct that so again if you can collect this kind of feedback before the final act of cancellation that's ideal but even if you can't because of the way your membership is set up at the very least you want to collect it after someone has cancelled so email them after they've cancelled ask them to complete a really short questionnaire or just ask them to reply to the email and let them know the number one reason that they've cancelled this kind of feedback i mean feedback of all sorts from your members is such a critical part to the ongoing evolution of your membership but especially when it comes to cancellation and you might not be able to use that feedback in order to convince that one person to stick around however you can act on that feedback to make adjustments that will improve your member retention overall for your existing member base 
and for new members who join. So mistake number four is missing out on that vital feedback. Mistake five is failing to follow up with ex-members. So I talked earlier about the fact that a lot of people who are leaving your membership, they might be leaving for temporary reasons. Someone might leave fully intending to come back in two months' time. But then life gets in the way. You're not top of mind anymore. They're not getting your membership emails from you anymore, perhaps. Maybe they're not seeing you as much on social media. You're not as big a part of their lives. And so those plans to come back after a couple of months, they might fall by the wayside. And so if you don't actively follow up, if you don't have a plan, a strategy, a system in place to follow up with ex-members and attempt to win them back, then the chances that they'll just find their way back themselves are certainly a lot lower. So you want to make sure that you have a win back campaign as part of your overall member acquisition and retention strategies. And, you know, this is why letting people go on a positive note is so critical. Because if you have seriously paid somebody off, if you have burnt that bridge, then there's no point following up with them later because you're going to get a nastily worded four letter, <laughs> lots of four letter words um, in response to your attempts to win them back. Why the heck would they come back to your membership when you made it so difficult for them to leave it, even though they had a good reason? So this is why you don't want to burn that bridge. I always say the the most important part, the first part of a member win back strategy is to have what I like to call a fireproof bridge. And that is a cancellation process that actually sets a positive tone, which you then follow up on three months, six months down the line. You let them know that you miss them. You let them know what they have missed. So what new content, what new developments, uh, what new features are in your membership. And you give them some sort of incentive to return. So maybe... Let's say you put your price up since they've left. Perhaps you give those lapsed members the opportunity to come back at the old price. Maybe you just give them a straight discount, a loyalty discount. Maybe you give them a week-long trial to come back and see what's new in the hopes that being exposed to your new content and getting back in the fold will convince them to stick around. So we've got content inside membershipacademy.com. We've got emails, swipes. We've got the whole timeline of your win-back sequence. They're all available inside membershipacademy.com. So if you are a member, you've probably already got this win-back campaign in place because we advocate it a lot. If you're not a member and you want to implement this in your business, it's one of the best ways of driving member sales. In fact, at Membership Academy, for people who leave our site, more than 25% of people who leave the academy ultimately come back to us within 6 to 12 months. And that wouldn't happen without that win-back campaign. So make sure that you are following up with your lapsed members. Cancellation is not condemnation. It's not the end. It's just one part of the member life cycle that can be reignited and continued on a perpetual loop with a solid follow-up campaign to attempt to win back 
your lapsed members. So again, if you head over to themembershipguys.com slash 298, I've done a podcast episode about this. We've got some other resources. And as mentioned, if you want to be able to implement this sort of campaign into your membership, join membershipacademy.com where we have the emails you can copy and paste. We've got the whole strategy laid out for you, as well as all the awesome stuff that we've got as well. But if you are an Academy member, don't be tempted to just leave our membership just so you can see <laughs> the Winback campaign. You can see it anyway. The emails are in there anyway. You don't need to leave in order to see them, just in case, you know, that, that idea was going in your head. Oh, my word, what have I done? All right, so that is the fifth comment member retention mistake that we see happening all the time, failing to follow up with lapsed members and assuming that when someone cancels, that's that. It's the end. And actually, that leads into our sixth and final common member retention mistake that we want to implore you to avoid at all costs. And that is punishing people for leaving. If you're in the mindset that cancellations are a bad thing and that if someone leaves, that's the end of the story, you might be inclined to punish the people who dare to leave. Not only have you made it hard for them to get out of here, you also want to make sure that they feel the sting of their horrible decision, their cruel and mean decision to leave your membership behind. Believe it or not, there are some people out there who have clauses in their terms and conditions that state, if you leave our membership, you will not be permitted to return. Or if you leave and then later decide you're going to return, you realize the error of your ways, you will need to pay a one-off rejoining fee in order to be allowed back in the community. What are these people smoking? And please, sir, may I have some? Because that is nuts. I'm sorry, I'm not even going to sugarcoat this. I'm not even going to try and find a spin on this. That just sucks, right? Like, do you want that to be your approach to business? Seriously? It's just terrible. The idea that you would punish someone for leaving. The idea that you would punish someone who decided that during lockdowns, during the pandemic, during a time of uncertainty, that your membership is not top of their list. That putting food on their table, that keeping their kids clothed, that keeping the lights on was maybe a little more important. And now perhaps they were feeling the pinch financially. Maybe they were made redundant. Maybe they were furloughed and they're not getting overtime. They're not getting bonuses. They don't know whether their job will be here in six months. That that maybe made them think, you know what? I'm going to cancel that 50 book a month membership because I might need that 50 bucks. You want to punish them for that? Now, I'm being overly emotive here by using the, um, the, the pandemic as the example here, right? Because that's not an everyday occurrence. But you know what is an everyday occurrence? People lose their jobs all the time. This pandemic isn't the first time people have lost jobs. It's not the first time people's financial situations have changed. It's not the first time people's lives and priorities have changed. You want to punish that? You want to punish people because they're overwhelmed by your content, because you haven't figured out a good way of, uh, of helping people navigate it. You're going to punish them for that? It just sucks. It's just such a bad, bad 
business practice. Like it just sucks. I'm sorry. I know I'm supposed to, as a podcast host, kind of try and and, and make a, a more eloquent statement about this other than th- doing this just sucks. But I mean, doing this does just suck, right? It does. It's such bad business practice to punish people for leaving, to make it harder for them to come back. And I get that some people say, will say, well, you know, we only want people who are committed. We don't want people dropping in and out or coming or going and all that sort of stuff. But there's ways in which you can encourage that. And there's ways in which you can attract members who are better pre-qualified, who are more likely to have that commitment level, to know what they're getting into. There's other ways of doing it that don't involve stopping people from ever rejoining or charging them a fee. Like, it's just crazy. It just sucks. So, yeah, <laughs> if you want more than it just sucks, honestly, that's that's all you're getting. It, it's just really bad. I hate this, this business practice. I just can't conceive of having an approach to business in which this seems like a good idea. So if you're doing it, stop just stop because it sucks (laughs) yeah that's definitely not one we're going to be putting on a quote image to advertise this podcast stop doing this it sucks um but it it just does it doesn't need any more of an argument than that so (laughs) that ends that rounds up our six most common member retention mistakes that i implore you i urge you to make sure you're avoiding Number one is overlooking the importance of member retention and underestimating how critical it is to the long-term success of your membership. Number two is making the cancellation process difficult. The decision to cancel should be hard, not the process. As Robbie Kelman-Baxter says, your member retention strategy needs to be more sophisticated than simply hiding the cancellation button. Mistake number three is mistaking inertia confusing inertia for loyalty thinking that just because someone's plodding along that they've never made a fuss they never complain they log in every now and then yeah you don't hear from them but they must be happy because they keep paying us right wrong mistaking inertia for loyalty is a big big red flag so make sure that you're not taking your members loyalty or their perceived loyalty for granted mistake number four is failing to collect feedback from people as they leave your membership. That feedback will not only give you an opportunity to perhaps try and convince them to stay, but more than that, it will help you to refine your overall member experience, your sales and marketing, your retention strategy, so that it's more watertight in the future. Mistake five is writing off people who have cancelled and failing to follow up on your lapsed members. If you make sure you don't burn bridges with your outgoing members, then you've got a good chance of winning them back if you follow up later on down the road where their situation may have changed and they may be in a better position to come back to your community. And mistake number six is actually punishing people for leaving, making it so that they are not permitted to rejoin or if they do want to rejoin, they get punished with a rejoining fee. This stuff is crazy the member life cycle involves cancellation 
It's part of the member life cycle. Cancellations are what you signed up for when you started a membership. Cancellations are part of the cause. They are part and parcel of what we do. The concept of punishing them and making it impossible or ridiculously punitive for someone to come back to your membership as though they've done something wrong by leaving, well, I said it before, it just sucks. All right, that is it from me. I do hope that this has given you some food for thought, whether you're just in the process of planning your membership and perhaps you haven't given too much thought to what you're going to do on the retention front, or if you've had your membership for decades, but maybe you're doing some of these things. Maybe you're making some of these mistakes and you now realize why things aren't going the way that you'd want them to go on the retention front. Whichever side of the spectrum you are, I do hope that you found something useful from today's episode. If you have, hit me up on social. Let me know. I always love to hear feedback from you guys to find out what parts of these episodes most resonate with you and what you've done, what changes you've made uh, to either your membership literally like new stuff put in place or tweaked or just to your mindset i love to hear how you guys are using the advice that i dish out let me know on social at twitter at membership guys on instagram at membership guy singular it's just me callie callie's a diva callie's got her own thing on instagram at callie willows um or if you're in our facebook group then let me know in there too you can find our group by searching for membership mastermind on the facebook app or by going to talkmemberships.com that's talkmemberships.com and that'll redirect you to our group and you can come and join I think 17 or 18,000 membership site owners in there now uh, and myself, Callie, are in there too. So yeah, love to hear from you on what you're doing to make sure you avoid these six common member retention mistakes. That's it from me for this week. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast.